Let's head to Canberra first. Phil Curry in the nation's capital joins us. Morning to you, Phil. Good morning, fellas. It was a pretty crestfallen looking Anthony Albanese on Saturday night, Phil. Um, after the result, I've got to say, we saw the freight train coming here um, and it felt like whenever the PM came to Adelaide and, uh, you know, his, his people would seek us out and say, oh, the Prime Minister would like to come on the show to talk about The Voice, you could hear people in the outer suburbs who listen to our program going, can he talk about anything else? <laughs> yeah, look, the, the real surprise on the night, I must say, um, on both sides, after the yesterday night, that was South Australia. Um, I was speaking to Jacinda Price yesterday, bumped into her and not even they expected it to be that negative. So, And the Yes campaign was saying the same thing. Everyone thought WA and Queensland would be the, the outliers. And oh, I thought, you know, the Prime Minister's going to Adelaide so much, it must be close there, you know. But, um, so, you know, whatever you guys have done. Um, <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty pretty strong... I think you were second after Queensland in terms of no vote. So, uh, But it was well, almost was, like the more they campaigned here, the mm. more they put people off it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think they, you know, like when you're like a, we were a month out or whatever, and um, you know, the yes camp, you know, with the polls were showing there's still a fair amount of undecided voters, you know, around 15 to 25 percent, depending on what the poll. And the view was that they could push most of those to the yes camp, but I think what happened, as, as demonstrated in South Australia, is as, as time wore on, the undecideds drifted overwhelmingly towards no and. Uh, and that's why it blew out to, I think it was 61.39 as of latest count last night. You know, everyone was thinking it'd come back into about... No one ever thought the yes would win, but, you know, we sort of thought it'd be about 55, 45. With, with, the, with the voice down out of the way, Phil, hmm. what's the sort of order of priorities for Anthony Albanese and the government to sort of try and restore a sense that, you know, this is oh. a government that's focused on the big issues here in, in, in Australia? What do they do yeah, first? Look, look, straight back to that, uh, Will, you know, last night, you know, there was a... Uh, at 6.30 last night, they had a meeting of the National Cabinet and signed off on some skills agreement. You know, not super sexy, but it's about, you know, more TAFE places and more funding for the states to, you know, for apprenticeships and this sort of stuff. So we're straight, straight back to business. I think they're going to release the migration review this week. They know there's a lot of concerns about, you know, migration levels and stuff. So it's, you know, the voice you'll probably never spoken of again. It's straight back to cost of living and stuff that, you know, people are worried about. And also sort of managing you know, our response and our reaction to what's happening in Israel and Gaza. That's a pretty big story. It's going to get bigger trying to get Australians out of there and you know, and manage the domestic implications of that. So it's just you know, back to work, essentially. Do you think that the, the way this all played out, Phil, has done enduring damage to the Prime Minister? I mean, I look at a seat like Spence in Adelaide's mm. northern suburbs. So this is like Salisbury, Paraka, Elizabeth. The no vote there in a seat that has only ever been held by the Labor Party, was 72%. Is there a yeah. danger that traditional Labor voters who looked at this and went, nup, he's not talking to me, he's not talking to me about the cost of living, could some of those people drift to the libs? Uh, look, it's, it's early, too early to tell, Dave, and I think that's the big question. Both sides are asking, what does this, will these results translate into sort of electoral sentiment? I don't think it'll be a huge amount. I mean, I, I, I added up, there's, Labor has 78 seats, just 19 voted yes, right? So, and another one in Tassie looks like it's going to go no. So you're looking at, you know, 60 seats, 60 Labor seats, you know, said no. That, that, that's a lot. And there's a lot of really safe seats, like you said, Spencer's seats in Melbourne, you know, which have 20% Labor margins. You can't imagine them ever voting Liberal, but I think what it does do is it sort of diminishes 
the PM's authority, you know, that sort of magic touch he liked to think he had um, has, has definitely gone, you know, and uh, and he's going to have to be a little bit humble, I think, going forward. And, you know, people will you know, question his judgment for sure, and there's a, a bit of that in the caucus, but, you know, probably by Christmas, <clears throat> we'll be talking about how much stuff costs again and, you know, things like that, and I think people will move on. But certainly, you know, the magic touch isn't there anymore, and he's got to accept um, you know, he, he wasn't able to convince you know many millions of his own voters uh, to his callers. So there's a reality check there for sure. And I think going forward, you know, in terms of more progressive policy ideas, that want to sort of be a bit cautious. The flip side of that equation is: is did Peter Dutton gain anything from the vote, either personally or or for the movement, well, or was it more more Jacinda Price and Warren Mundine that's, that 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 led things? I think the same applies, Will. You know, what does it mean for Dutton in terms of... He, he certainly gained in terms of his leadership is now rock solid. You know, you can imagine mm. if they'd lost. If, you've, if the no voted uh, lost, then you know, there'd, there'd be a lot of calls for Dutton's head. Um, so he's had a sort of a bit of a run lately. You know, Josh Frydenberg's decided not to recontest, so that removes the only real sort of rival Dutton had uh, you know, out there. And, and then he's had a, you know, 60% of the country's back his position on the voice. So, you know, you take that any day. Um, you know, and we saw what happened in New Zealand on the weekend. The Labor Party got absolutely wiped out over there on, on the same night. So, you know, sort of, he's on a bit of a roll, but, you know, he's still got a long way to go before he's before he become Prime Minister. But, uh, you know, you, you, you'd rather be him than Albanese on Saturday night, I think probably you can safely say that. Hmm. Great analysis, as always, Phil. Phil Curry, the National Political Editor for the Australian Financial Review. Cheers, mate. See you, guys. There you go. I just feel, I actually think right now, that's the first time today on the show that you and I have mentioned mm. the voice. And what is it? Quarter to eight. <laughs> I think people are just so over it. Like it's, 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 it's so yesterday's Which news I think now. That, that'll it? be a trap for the opposition then. Because they want to, as an enduring victory, they want to refer to it repeatedly, and you know, as a failure of the of the Labor government. Oh, and, for sure. But but next week is next next Wednesday. Does anyone want to hear about it? No. Well, I don't think so. I, I don't think Alan wants to hear about it. No, he certainly doesn't want to hear about it. <laughs> David Penberthy and Will Goodings, six to nine, five double A breakfast.